Welcome to episode three, five tips you can do to your website right now to improve and guide your audience for the best experience. So that's what we're talking about today. We are going to talk about improving your website that is just going to give the best experience for your audience. And when I talk about experience, you may not have even ever thought, oh my goodness, my website is an experience. Like it is an experience. Oh my goodness. So hopefully this episode is going to open up your eyes just a little bit. Maybe if you haven't actually thought of it like this, and you'll be able to take this and learn some of these tips and these tricks and implement them and be able to just rock your website and it will be way better than what it was. So let's dive in. Hey y'all, this is Mindy from brandmegorgeous.com and you're listening to the Brand Me Gorgeous podcast. If you're like me, you're an entrepreneur and now more than ever, being an entrepreneur is on the rise. It seems like everybody is doing it. And I bet when you first started on this journey, you had no idea how much work went into owning your business. It's kind of like a secret that nobody tells us about. I know when I first started, I didn't have a clue. I was just a stay at home mom with four kids and a computer. But now seven years later, as a brand and website designer, I have delivered visually stunning and converting brands and websites that turn readers into buyers. And that's what I'm here to do with this podcast is I'm here to help you figure out how to brand and how to grow with a website. So let's develop your brand and grow your website. I have no doubt that if you follow along, you'll begin to thrive. So let's dive in. All right, so we're talking about a website experience and giving you five tips. So for a lot of people, they don't actually even think about their website being an experience, but it is because when somebody lands on your website, that's the very first impression that they get of you and working with you. So when they see that, that gives them a good indication of a lot of different things. And if your website isn't well put together or it's just not coming off with that experience, then we have some work to do. And so that's what this episode here is definitely gonna help us do. So I'm gonna dive right in here to number one, which I really think is important. And these are not necessarily ones more important than the other. They're kind of definitely mixed up. But the first one I'm gonna talk about is to make your website copy scannable. So what do I mean by making it scannable? So it, it is so weird how the human brain works. But when we are reading websites, generally speaking, we only read one or two sentences at a time and we just skim. We're speed reading, we're skimming, we're going through the website. And so This is why you definitely want to make your copy scannable because if someone's only going to see the first one or two, you know, sentences out of like a giant paragraph, the rest of that paragraph is basically useless, right? And I see this mistake happen a lot with a lot of different websites. 
And so how to make it scannable is to use your most important information in your titles, headings, subheadings, and the first one or two paragraphs inside your website. So you want to start with maybe a heading or a subheading, and then you wanna just follow that with a smaller paragraph. You can also use things like bullet points, check marks. You can use bold or italic fonts to kind of stand out, and that way it's not like this big boring paragraph. So that is definitely something I always do. I do it when I do my templates. I do it for clients, especially if I have some clients where they generally just gave like these huge giant paragraphs. And I'm like, okay, we have to break this up. We have to take out the most important followed by the next important and then the least important. So you kind of have to prioritize that in order to see what that looks like for you. But definitely something that you wanna do is make your website copy scannable. So just make it scannable, do it in chunks, smaller chunks, sections. That way it is definitely not overwhelming, especially like if you've ever went to a website and you saw these giant paragraphs and that's all you saw, are you gonna like sit there and read it? Probably not. But if it had some titles, some headings, some subheadings and it was broken up, your eye just generally follows down that line and it will take in that information. So that leads us to number two. Number two is going to be the use of white space. And when I say white space, does not mean it actually has to be white. It can be generally any color, just as long as there is enough space. And so I'm gonna get into a little bit of what I call show it lingo. So show it lingo is basically just vocabulary that's kind of like dedicated to show it more or less. But in show it, they have these sections and each section on the website is called a canvas. So in show it, the show it lingo for this is canvas, which is a section and that's how sites are built. So they're built by sections. So I always tell either, again, a client or when I'm building out my templates, that each section needs to be seen separately. Do not run the sections into each other. You have to use enough white space so that when you're scrolling down, all you're seeing is that section and you're not running into the top section or the bottom section. Now, it's okay in some circumstances, like some designs I've seen and I do it too, like it's okay if there's like an image off to the right or off to the left that's like kind of in between the two canvases, like that's okay if, because there's there should be plenty of space around it to where it, it just kind of like blends the two canvases together. Like I'm not talking about that, like an image that blends the two is fine. So what I'm referring to is if you go to someone's website and there's copy, 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 and then a line, and there's maybe one inch of space, and then it starts the next canvas and it just runs together. This is where you just definitely don't have enough white space. You want to be able to stretch that out to where when you are looking at it on your computer screen, all you're seeing is that section. So when you scroll down, is it just the section? Can I see the bottom section? Can I see the top section? If I can't, is it distracting me from that section that I'm on? So that's like the key, like is it distracting? Am I 
showing just this information and this information only because this is what I want them to see. So that is why the use of white space comes into play. And this is also something that inside the Gorgeous Academy that I teach other designers, this is the number one thing that most new designers do is they do not allow enough room for white space. And that's just inexperience and they're not used to it. They don't know, you know, because you don't know what you don't know, right? And so a lot of times things will run together and I'd be like, we have to space this out. We have to space this out. And another reason why it's good to space it out and have enough white space is so that way the person reading the website doesn't get overwhelmed. Because if they see a lot going on at once, they're not going to know where to focus. So if we're spacing it out and we have those in separate canvases, we are showing them exactly what we want them to read and what we want them to focus on, which is absolutely the key to giving them that really good user's experience with your website. And so let's talk about number three. Number three I want to talk about would be helping your readers navigate with options. So what I mean is you really have to navigate and tell your reader where you want them to go. So that's done with what is called a CTA in Again, like this isn't really show it lingo. This is more like website lingo because it doesn't, it's not particular to show it. But a CTA is called a call to action and it's a button. <laughs> so if you ever heard me, if you ever hear me say CTA, it means call to action. It is a button. So you need to be able to tell your readers with options for buttons what you want them to do next. So, you know, like, and you'll, you'll see buttons, right? Like buttons are very common because it tells you where to go. But a lot of times people, you know, they just forget those buttons or they're just not thinking about it and they're building their website and they're just putting information, putting information, and then they're not telling their reader where you, where they want them to go next. So a very, very good converting website will have on the homepage, there will be sections and each section well, not each, but quite a few sections. We'll have call to action buttons within those sections that will take them to different parts of the website. So if you are on the very homepage and we're right there looking at that hook, when we click on the button, it should take us to either a services or to learn more or something, but let's not say learn more. And I will get into that here in just a few minutes. So there's going to be that call, you know, the very, very top hook. And then you're going to go down a little bit more and you're going to see another section. And that section could be either reviews. It could be an about section. It could be a services section. It really depends on the goal of the website. Or it could be, you know, getting you to download something. There could be lots of different options. But you definitely want to know okay, where do I want to take my reader when they hit this section? Do I want them to go into another section to be able to find more information? So that is what a call to action is and a button. And we have to definitely tell our readers, hey, click this and then this is going to happen. So that's very, very important and something that you definitely just need to be able to go on your website and look and be like, do I have enough call to action buttons? And then number one thing, if I was to give one tip, 
that you could do right now today with call to action buttons would be to go on all your pages on your, except for your contact page. So there is an exception to this with the contact page. This does not have to be done on the contact page, but all the other pages at the bottom of that page, is it dead? Is there a way when somebody scrolls down to the bottom of that page, is there a button that takes them from the bottom of that page to somewhere else? If there is not, I absolutely, absolutely want you to go into your website this week. Go in there, add a section, or just add a button to the section that takes them somewhere else. Because this is absolutely needed for conversion and to get people to stay on your website. So if I go to your about page, so let's just say I'm on your website, I'm on your about page, and I'm reading about you and I'm, you know, I'm all interested in who you are, yada, yada, and I keep scrolling and then I just see the footer, I'm, what do I do next? That's where we have to guide the reader. We have to guide them with what we want them to do next. So in your about page, I would do your services because nine times out of 10, what happens when somebody goes to your website, they look at your homepage, they look at your about page, and then your services. Not always, but nine times out of 10, like that's kind of been what I've been finding to be true for me and for some of my clients is definitely people want to know who you are because they want to build that connection with you. So that's like super important. And then that's going to lead me into number four here, which is to offer a freebie. So if you really want your clients to have a good experience, and have that experience start, you can offer them a freebie. So, and that can be anything. I don't recommend just having them sign up for your like email list in general, because I mean, it's just a list, right? That just says, hey, spam me. (laughs) You don't wanna do that. Offer them something that has value. So that way you can get to know your audience and they can get to know you without you having to sound like salesy or anything like that. So you can offer a freebie. After they download their freebie, set up, you know, five or six email sequences that you can send to them that's gonna provide them with more information. So you're gonna be able to give them, you know, like tips about what you do. That's a really good one. So you want, that's your way to educate your audience into what you do and help them. You're gonna help them make the buying decision by getting to know you and giving them value because they're gonna be able to trust, they're gonna like build that trust with you if they're seeing that you know your stuff. Number one, if you're giving them information of freebie, it's gonna look like you know your poop, right? Like you know your stuff. And that could be anything, like I was saying, from like, you know, just giving them information, tips, tricks, It could also be sharing a blog post because blog posts are very, very educational. Same thing with a podcast episode. If you're a podcaster and you have a podcast episode, you can throw that in your email list and be like, hey, listen to this episode where I was talking about X, Y, and Z. And you'll be able to give them that value without sending something salesy. And then once you get to know them, then you can kind of pitch them, hey, This is what I do. I'm running a sale. Or, you know, if you're interested in this, blah, blah, blah. If you're not interested, hey, no big deal. Unsubscribe. You know, like 
But definitely that is one of the big ways to grow your brand is to offer a freebie. I promise. Like, and if you're struggling to come up with your freebie, definitely don't copy off anybody else. But you can definitely go to other websites and kind of like get an idea of what kind of freebies people are offering depending on your, you know, what you do and who your audience is. And so that's that's like a big one. And number five here is going to be pretty easy. I mean, this is something you can do in like two seconds, right? So this one is going to be for you to add your direct email address on your contact page. So if on your contact page, you have a form, but your actual email address is not there, go at it, run. Right now, go add your email address to your website. Reason being is because if your contact form ever breaks, they do not have any way to contact you. <laughs> like literally, if they don't know your email address, they can't contact you if it's broken. If it's not working, just put that up. I promise you that is going to be a backup plan that can save your butt. <laughs> it has saved my butt. And it's something that I definitely, I do with every single client. I just put that in there and you know, if they look at me and they're like, why is my email address in here? I don't want them to directly email me. I'm going to be like, listen, <laughs> here's why. We need to put that in in case this form ever breaks because they do break. <laughs> you need to be able to have a way for them to contact you. And every single client has been like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. See, this is why I heard you because I would have never thought about that. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, Totally. But that number five, I'm, you know, that's, you can do that in like, what, two seconds? You go, I mean, it's probably a little longer, two seconds, probably like one minute. You can go in, add it, publish, boom, done. I mean, super simple, right? So those are definitely the five tips that I have for you today for this episode three. So doing a recap here, number one, make your website scannable. Scannable, scannable. Number two, white space. Make sure that there is plenty enough space. Number three is them call to actions. Go to your website, make sure that all them call to actions are there and you're taking your readers where you want them to go. Number four, offer a freebie. And number five, your email address. Make sure that you put your email address on your contact page. And you can also put it in like your footer too. Like, you know, there are some other spots where it would make sense, but definitely on the contact page because they may not be, I, I don't wanna say smart enough, but they may not actually think about it even though they're on the page and they can maybe scroll down and see the footer. Um, I definitely think that just putting it right there next to your contact form or above it, or maybe even a little bit below it would be okay, depending on how your website's designed. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. Number three for my tips and everything that I have to talk about today. And again, go to my website, check it out, brandmegorgeous.com. See if maybe you can even get some ideas for some calls to action buttons because Hey, I got a lot of them. So, I mean, not too many where it's overwhelming, but I definitely have those call to actions where I want them. So that way I can take you from point A to point B to all the way to the booking page. <laughs> 
So definitely check that out. And that's it for this episode. That wraps up today's episode. And thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can go on over to my website, brandmegorgeous.com and click on the podcast page and fill out the questions form. I would absolutely love to answer any of your questions. You can also leave a review and see my work. And if you're interested in being a designer yourself, you can even have a look at the Gorgeous Academy, which is a self-paced course that teaches aspiring designers how to use Show It and build a website. And of course, if you're looking for someone to build your website, I would love to take a look and see if I can help you. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in.